Welcome to the Broken Sun. everyone to specters of a broken sun this is the second season of the stories of a broken sun anthology podcast we are an actual play podcast and right now we are playing the game scum and villainy by strath asimovic and john labeouf little available from evil hat games before we begin i want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the katesi coquitlam stalo Kwantlen, staminas and musqueam people and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. You can support Indigenous land protectors by visiting unistoten.camp and learning about the ongoing fight against invasive and illegal pipelines and, of course, the ongoing suppression of Indigenous land rights. Second note before we begin, this is a brief one, but one that I think is important to address. The ship that the Sunbreakers fly has been called the Express 88 for a number of years. I named this in conjunction with my uh, wife, originally from Taiwan, and 88 is a very fortunate number in Chinese. Unfortunately, uh, I did not keep in mind when I named the ship that 88 is also a uh, fascist dog whistle, where the letter 8 corresponds to the eighth letter of the alphabet, which is H, and then HH stands for a white supremacist Nazi catchphrase. I assure you, of course, it was not my intention for this to be any implication related to the ship or the podcast. We are staunchly opposed to white supremacy and Nazism, of course. Uh, so we will henceforth be referring to the ship as simply the express. The cultural value of the number 88 shouldn't be ignored, but I myself am not Chinese. So when I use that number, it says something different than if someone of Chinese descent does. So to avoid that, we're just going to call it the Express, and I apologize if I hurt anybody with the naming of that ship. With that said, let's get going with the show. I'd like to introduce the people who are joining us tonight. First up, we have got Velvet. Hello, everyone. I am Velvet. Uh, pronouns are she, Fei. You can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. And for this season two of Stories of a Broken Sun, I am playing Augustus, they, them, and bringing back your favorite uh, mother of monsters, Maeve. She, her. Thank you so much. You're also joined by Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. Sometimes I play CD, who is they, them, and sometimes I play Keva, who is she, her. And I am also she, her. Um, and I would like to uh, petition that anything called 88 is now 87, um, because it looks like a plague doctor. <laughs> reasonable and finally tonight we are joined by michael blood howdy everyone it's me mike blood they then for the podcast i play emran pock of course everyone's lovable oof he him and as, as well as slip they them who is you know up until recently just a weirdo but we now know that they are uh, a horrible ai amalgam yeah uh, and i'm matt or arp uh, my pronouns are he him you can find me on twitter at y caliber or you can follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. We do have a uh, Patreon, but if you have any money laying around, I would urge you to visit Black Lives Matters with an S dot card, C A R R D dot co, C O, Black Lives Matters dot card dot co, and to donate to issues that you find there. Uh, when last we left off, I asked you all to do your experience independently. Can you tell me about what happened with your experience, Geekers? Yes. Okay. So, um, as I hope everyone remembers, and if you don't remember, that's all right. Last session, CD had definitely gone through a tough challenge. Uh, uh, well, I don't know exactly if it's just tough challenge with insight or compassion, or it was one of those things where I thought it fell into two categories when CD went in to drag Emrin out. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of a tough challenge, but also it expressed their beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. Makes sense to me. Along with them playing the violin a lot, uh, came That's up. probably a couple points of experience, right? 
Yeah, and then there was so that was that was about it. So yeah, I had added two points for those two uh, big uh, events, and along with the ones that you uh, gained from rolling desperate actions. Were there any level ups or increase is in any part of your character? Um, not this session, no. Okay. How about Velvet? Hello, hello. So I gave myself uh, also two experience points as well for addressing tough challenges with deception or influence, like uh, BSing our way into Gentrifier's office and then uh, convincing Emran to help me bug the computer. Good. And I think in conjunction also continue to express my beliefs, drives, heritage and background by making myself the lead singer of our little troupe and <laughs> trying to get blackmail on Jen. Makes sense to me. Has that led to any leveling up for Augustus? Oh, close. Not quite yet. Okay. And how about uh, Emrin? So for Emrin, I gave myself two for addressing tough challenges with technical skill or ingenuity. Mm -hmm. And I believe I gave myself one for um, expressing my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background by being absolutely willing to go on the sword for someone who is being, you know, oppressed. That makes sense to me. Any advancement from that? Nope, just steadily increasing about halfway there. Okay. All right. And as for the crew experience, you executed a successful smuggling operation. So you got experience for that. You contended with challenges above your current station. You bolstered your crew's reputation of strange. And you expressed the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew. That uh, goal being illicit smuggling, blockade running, and more recently, liberation. So that has led to a level up of the probable cause. With that, when you level up, you get to pick a bonus for leveling up. So anything that you have in mind that you want to get for that. You've got the, uh, let's see, you've got leverage. You've got just passing through home cooking, which I know is the greatest one there is. <laughs> uh, smugglers rigging, um, let's see, is a good one. There's different types of ship gear you could get, or you could get a new training module. I vote that we just give Terry another gigantic gun. <laughs> uh, you could level up the weapon systems if you wished. Oh, we could get a science bay and do some science. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, Ooh. actually, that would be Z C yes, not ZD, CD's vote. Yeah, you've got the option for medical bay or science bay, armory. Um, I think armory is pretty useful. Let me just Let's check Let's give here. Terry guns. I mean, Terry has guns. Uh, we just have to But they make could have sure. bigger guns. Yeah, they, they bigger could have bigger guns. And more, more guns. guns. Exactly. See? Mm. Same mind. They could okay, have guns, so. but dire. Armory, a secure room holding the crew weapons and armor. All crew weapons and armor are considered to be fine, if not already so. Ooh, dang. Ooh. That is good. Mm. You want to go with that, then? Yeah. We, yeah. Pardon me? I didn't hear what you said, Mike. We have some bruisers on our team. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, now we have, like, punchy peeps. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So I've put armory in there. So Terry has been constructing a uh, an armor lock, you know, an arms locker inside of themselves that you can access. And uh, with your recent crew upgrade, you've got access to higher quality stuff when you're, you know, getting weapons. So Terry's been putting all of that to good use while you were out rescuing the Andromedans. Now, that said, uh, downtime actions for the characters who weren't on the mission. Did you have any quick ones in mind? Let me open that character sheet. I would like to slip to... Go ahead. I would like slip to not be electrocuted anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair concern. I was going to ask if slip has at any point shared the visuals that they have created of the person they see in their mind with any of the sunbreakers. I, I thought I don't think the thought has occurred to slip yet. Okay. He's secretly Maeve's dad. <laughs> the person in, in there. <laughs> Horrible. That would be one twist. I want to say I just picked Maeve because we knew about Emrin and Kev's dad. So mm. that'll be the uh, the episode directed by Ammonite. <laughs> They'll manage to make it boring. Oof. Ooh, look, coming in with the he, he made the last airbender. I can't forget that. We're not okay. So, you're going to uh get some help, presumably from CD, to roll on that uh healing there for slip. That, that is what I'm hoping. Okay, CD would so, never say no. Recover, remove all level one harm, roll ship's crew quality minus one or a crewmate's doctor ability, advance your healing clock per level. So 
uh, we would roll that uh, CD's doctor rating, which is two. So you can roll two dice slip and we'll see where that takes us. Ah, uh, yes. A one and a three. One and a three. Okay. So on a three, you tick one advance on your healing clock. Oop. Okay. Yay. I think CD is probably still distracted by their talk that they had with the Andromedan while they're working on you. And That's fair. And uh, the stinger of that episode, which was... Yes. Yeah. Okay. They're coming. They're coming. Bella, did you want to say what uh, Maeve did or is going to do? Or? Oh, sure. I mean, it's nothing uh, quick because I'm good as far as like injuries or stress. But I think I'll just train scrap again. Okay. Because I don't learn. <laughs> is she now going to like try to fight with Keva since yeah just, right. <laughs> just going clockwise with everyone <laughs> it's just like no Mandakai was too much Emrin was too much okay let's see even with five dice you still roll two ones man yeah well that's ah. me oh that's us <laughs> that's forged in the dark for us so far mm-hmm. okay anyone else what's Nimbus's tier again Four. what do I roll for the training do I roll scrap do you roll for training? I think you Train, just take the mark one experience in an attribute or your playbook. Oh, okay. And plus one extra XP if you have the appropriate crew training upgrade, which I don't think you have for this. Mm, I don't believe so. All right. All right. Uh, any other downtime stuff? Uh, Keva wanted to, while they were out on their mission, Keva like tried to keep like an eye out on the press to see if there was like some sort of more heat that she could downplay. You could certainly try. It might be mm-hmm. a difficult thing to do, but uh, lay low is an option that you have access to. Yes. Trying to remember how the heck I do that. Opening it's not on this uh, one sheet I have, so oh. I need to check the other one. So lay low. Reduce the heat and wanted level of a system you're not in. Or say you got the uh, military off your back and roll an action. Okay. Thank you. I don't know why I whispered there. We're trying to lay low. Yeah. So basically, while everyone was out, uh, Keva just watched for any sort of like negative press or any sort of press that came up on the way uh, the news or whatever and tried to like somehow counteract that. Okay. Or just also start posting other sorts of negative press about our interior design friends. Right. So I would say that would kind of be, well, I guess the closest thing to it is hack. Yeah, sure. Go for it. It could be hack or sway. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go with hack. Was that me? No, that was me. No, no that was that was you. Yeah. Okay. Noise. So for lay low on a six, you... Increase the lay low, or let's see, what's it called again? The wanted reduction clock, you increase it by three. So that brings up to three out of six. And remove two heat from that system. Which system are you, or which section are you working on reducing it for? That was, that was again, uh, wherever uh, Olympic interior designs are, since that's where they were working right. in. That's in the inner. Okay, so remove one from there. And now three out of six on the wanted reduction clock there uh, so you do see a lot of news flying and then quickly being censored as olympian interior design it explodes it's hard for the sensors to like hide that information because there's so many people who see it happen but you can see that there's like official explanations and such that are that are going out about what exactly has happened and all of them talk about a terrorist attack and uh they start showing those uh, wanted posters that are of the Sunbreakers. And they also start showing wanted posters that have, uh, let's see, it says like wanted with a composite shot of what they think Slip looks like. And they have, it's not very convincing. Uh, they also have But Slip wanted... wasn't out with everyone that time, I guess. Eh. No, no. But the whole crew is now wanted level three mm-hmm. in the in the inner system. Can I say? And they've got some... Uh, Pictures that look like they kind of might be Augustus if you squint. Slander and hearsay. <laughs> so it's going to make things tricky if you want to go around anywhere that they might uh, that they might sympathize with the government or the corporations, Olympian interior design in particular, which is most places. Yeah, is it a straight up regular mud shot? A uh, mud shot, <laughs> mug <laughs> shot of CD. Yeah, it's just 
it's just this CD is probably in. They just assume you're involved as well. Noted murderer and body part stealer <laughs> CD. Also a terrorist. <laughs> They're just dumping everything they can. Here's a story about one time CD forgot to pay for their coffee at Simbucks. Turned that rap sheet into a CV. I don't. I don't know if CD drinks coffee. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> my my avatar does not drink anything. <laughs> I think. I'm trying to think of what CD would actually eat and drink. That's such a foreign concept to me for them. Somehow they just exist out of that. Well, no, there was a time they ate the cheese and other finger foods at the party. Right. Well, there's eating and there's eating, right? I think CD does not need to subsist upon human food, but they will engage in it if, if it's, but enough. The only people eating human food here are the ones living in the core anyway. I, I know, but I mean like in the past even. Ah, uh, you think CD just ate like ration packs and drank Gatorade? <laughs> That's literally <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. I one, a teenage boy that never left their room. <laughs> I passed one bowel movement a month. You know what? Yeah. I mean, they drank water because they're a doctor, but... Mm, you know, you need something to wash they, down they, the Soylent. Yeah. Soylent. It was, in fact, not people. <laughs> not this one. No. Okay. You got that cryptic announcement from Haros saying they're coming, and uh, she didn't have anything further to say and resumed her vegetative state uh, after that pronouncement. But it's not much longer before someone does indeed come to your water treatment plant hideout. And the person who arrives, uh, you might recall, well, half of you would recognize this person, half of you wouldn't. They have a broad-brimmed hat, they're tall, lanky, they've got long limbs, and their uh, duster jacket is professional charcoal gray and black on the outside, but has a a fantastic shifting pattern on the interior. And indeed, standing before you uh, with with MP by their side is Yolo Swaggins, Bounty Hunter. Oh, snap. Well, no longer a bounty hunter, as those of you who are friends with YOLO would know. They they have not done bounty hunting for quite some time. My future ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> CD has been waiting for this person because uh, Harris said that someone was coming. If you build it, they will come. Uh, but mm. CD has had a gun hidden near the entrance, but also a goodie bag, depending on who came. So when they see it's a friend, uh, CD is like, I've been waiting. My psychic zombie daughter told me. Here's your goodie bag. That's mighty fine of you to give me such a wonderful goodie bag. Thank you, CD. I'm afraid I don't come with great news. But I do come with some news. Should we gather somewhere? Yolo looks around. CD also looks around. You know what? I'll just take charge here. Let's gather over there. It looks like you've got a <laughs> gathering spot. We'll just, come on, let's go. Get get your friends. It's just Slip looks broken and it's just sitting in a corner. Slip, my friend. Yolo uh, crouches down over your husk. You don't look well. Yolo, I don't feel... Yes, that's me. I'm Yolo. No, sorry. Just things are taking extra time lately. I understand. You look like you've been through the ringer. Allow me to assist you. And Yolo will put one of your arm paddles over his shoulder and and help you uh, make your way over to the meeting area. Thank you, Yolo. No problem. What are comrades for, after all? Comrades? Uh, Yolo sets you down as this is like the briefing area that you had set up as you were preparing your last mission and uh you should bring your human friends as well this pertains to them so i think uh terry will alert the sunbreakers among you that you are requested what's terry's bad signal look like terry just puts like text in front of you saying like with a map saying please go here oh you are here you should be. Huh? Terry is Here. focused on on their weapons manufacturing right now. You're very good at it. <laughs> I want to say that Kevo was reading some manga, but I'm hoping I don't know if she would actually take the recommendation from CD or not of Blackjack. It's actually a your villain reformatory. so while we're all gathered while you're all gathered there, Yolo has finished giving some instructions. And uh, seems to have been having a chatting sidebar with Mandukai and uh, nods. And they do one of those warrior arm clasp things and slap each other's shoulders. Heck yeah. 
Mandakai departs and says, I'll return later. And Yolo says, now then, you've made quite a stir out there. It's very exciting. And I'm sure we're all looking forward to seeing what you do next. But before you can, obviously, we've got the issue of this fleet out there. But that's not exactly what I've come to talk to you about. Yes, the fleet is an issue, and I know the Resistance has been attempting to contact them, but I have parted ways with them since the ugliness. I'm working with the Surface Liberation Front now. In fact, you may notice uh, the Surface Liberation Front, when you're interacting with them since your last mission, are much more organized than they were when you first met them. It's because they've increased to Tier 2. One of their missions that they've been working on is increasing their tier. So yes, the Surface Liberation Front is now tier two. They are becoming more popular. They're doing some good propaganda, some good recruitment. Chains has sort of become the face of the operation and has been out doing more recruiting because there's a lot of confusion going on right now with the fleet arriving. Uh, So there's opportunity. Can we canonically say that Crate is part of one of their other operatives now i mean you play crate so if you tell me that crate <laughs> has joined the surface liberation front then that's what has happened have they incorporated gumboy into their propaganda the whole, <laughs> it, it wasn't like a, a whole cadre of new soldiers it was just crate joining that brought them to tier two <laughs> <laughs> once they whipped up that pro that gumboy propaganda uh freight was on it yeah this is like oh, a I reverse did. pepe um i I imagine though that Crate knows YOLO. Oh yeah, I don't. I think you, there's probably like an ad or one of their ads that maybe didn't end up running has Crate and Chains, and you know <laughs> Crate has got like this cool Gumboy plush or something that he's showing off, and like it ends awkwardly with Chains saying, "And we must all satchel folk go to the riots." <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't resonate with anybody. Um. There's like hidden resistance. No, not resistance. Uh, liberation front ciphers on the Satchofoe cards. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For some reason, I just imagined that there had been one time YOLO and Crate had gone on a date, but then decided that it like they would have to work together too much so it wouldn't be professional. So then they decided not to pursue that relationship. I see. They swapped like crappy energy cards, <laughs> but they keep them in their deck anyway. Sorry, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say that that's canon because no, that's I, canon. Okay, <laughs> no, it, it's canon. Most of what you say becomes canon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Yolo says now. Uh, there's a very important rendezvous that has been requested with the Sunbreakers, and I assure you, this is on the level this time. If you'll accompany me, Mandukai has gone ahead and is ensuring that the location is as safe as possible. But if you'll follow me, I will be conducting you to a meeting that's of the utmost importance in the Corps itself. Uh, yeah, um, with whom? I'm afraid I can't really discuss it here. There are... Did you know that your location here has been compromised? What? Yeah. Oh dear, I thought you'd been told. The Resistance knows where you are ever since you escaped they've been looking for you and they're gonna leak it they have located it they may simply come themselves i learned that uh, before i left that's in part why uh, yolo gestures over to terry in part why terry has been conducting these upgrades to prepare for a potential attack or to find a way to escape this place and set up somewhere else for now we've been we'll be trapping the tunnels so that they can't get here easily but it won't be too long before they arrive i mean is there somewhere else we could go that you know they don't know where we are like it is difficult to find a place to store yolo looks over at the express a vessel of this size finding unused space aboard the station is i'm afraid a difficult task we're working on it but it may be that you'll have to become mobile uh when cd like hears about this he's like okay gonna have to start bit doing the go bag might have to keep heroes inside my room on the ex- uh on terry now if that's what you need to do but for now i i do assure you this meeting will be worth your while well i'm all for it yeah as long as you can promise us on your life that we don't get explosives implanted on us or any sort of thing like that i'm I'm okay. I should hope that at least Slip can vouch for my opposition to those types of tactics in general. Yeah, Yolo is probably the most radical person I think I've ever met. That's very kind of you, Slip. 
You're a radical too. He does finger guns and a wink. I do a blushy oh emoji. <laughs> <laughs> That's like half the screen works. <laughs> so what'll it be? Well, I'm coming. Yeah, I might as well stretch my legs and hair. No, that that doesn't work. You need to take a note of that. Do you need to stretch your hair? No, no, it was just I don't I don't know. I was I, I was trying to do one of those catch like snappy sayings that the superheroes do, but it didn't work. You'll get it, I'm sure. It's a good start. We'll workshop it. Yeah, it's not as easy as just giving yourself a name and then making that be your thing. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of at a loss with that one because there is no cool superhero name that would have hair in it. Yeah, there was the bubonic hair. It was horrible. That I don't think that's a good superhero name. I think you're just proving my point. Oh no, that yeah, I was agreeing with you. So Yolo uh, tips his hat and says, "Well, I'm going to start walking, and you can follow me if you'd like. If not, I guess I'm just going to have a nice little evening constitutional." Emran follows. Sword in tow. That's quite the blade you've got there. Yeah, thanks. Is that silicone graphite mesh? Emran almost stops. Yes. Amazing. I didn't know it could be shaped into a weapon. I'm still learning how to do it myself. You made that? Uh, no, uh, my father did. Your father? Did he have your powers as well? I don't really know. I think he had his own. Fascinating. Being able to work that material in such a way, quite the achievement. Takes a huge amount of energy. No doubt about it. Really? Indeed. It's designed to be heat resistant, as well as incredibly durable. We don't have much of it here on the station ourselves, but, uh, well, that's because this station was designed and built by the United Shareholders of America, and, well, we didn't exactly have access to that technology. Try as we might, we couldn't quite steal it. Would the fleet have a bunch? Oh, not likely. Mm. It was pretty much the folks who built the habitat that had it. Got it. Their technologies were far in advance of the rest of the world, and boy, did they keep those secrets tightly. Caused a lot of resentment, but... It's for the best. Yeah, I can't blame them. Yeah, Emran gestures. Sure can't. Yolo nods and tips his hat a bit down over his eyes. So, stretch your hair? Oh, yeah, um... I, I gotta be honest, I like stretch your hair. That's kind of... That's unique. <laughs> oh, thanks. Keva says and, like, waves her hand. Um, Waves her hair. <laughs> <laughs> I whip my hair back and forth. Yes, thank you, man. <laughs> no, Keva. Like I, I'd, I'd say that Keva has some of her hair out um, most of the time. Like just like as in like our official artwork, just all, all, some small strands just above her hair uh, ear. So it just looks like kind of natural hair but um she kind of like moves it like it like on one side it forms a hand and does a thumbs up at uh yolo he chuckles goodness me never seen anything quite like that oh it gets weirder yeah it it, it can get bigger um kind of any shape one time we hacked in well we didn't exactly hack it was kind of an accident and we got put into this weird cyberspace that i guess was kind of like your simulation here but different virtual reality it was yeah not yeah no. it was it was pretty oh no it was pretty terrifying we were different people and the world was different it wasn't like we were aware of who we were i think the uh so it wasn't like a it was like some sort of like thought matrix that made it easier to metabolize certain information for the intelligence that we're close friends with but it was not a oh. fun experience for us yeah. or for them to be honest yeah 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 I, it was interesting i learned some more stuff that was that was the one upside but about what life was like before and we're walking by the way we're walking right yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're, so we're doing a walk and talk it's yeah. so, okay it's sorkin time I, yeah. have, I i have to say the weirdest alternate personality was Maeve's. Yola looks over at Maeve and says, uh, what's your story? You've been pretty quiet. I'm just thinking of all the ways I'm going to dismantle whoever might try to ambush us. Ah, uh, well, I'll be right there with you if such a thing happens. She is a surgeon. Oh my. Yeah, yeah, Maeve is amazing, but you don't want to mess with her at all. I assure you, it is not my intention to mess with any of you. Sure. I am but a frail weed before the raging torrent of your winds. Nope, that's not the word I wanted. 
Somewhere on the station, there's a cowboy who nods frail... his head. <laughs> <laughs> a frail We're... read before the raging torrent of your current. Yeah, it's mm, a little bit better. I liked wind. Yes, I workshopped it with with myself. Oh, you can do that thing Slip can do. Oh, not quite. I just you know talking oh, you inside mean... my own head. You right. do that too, right? That's that's just a human thing, right? Human. I assume. I... It's been a while since. Anyway, I'm not an expert. Yolo puts their uh, hands in their pockets there and just continues to stroll onwards. You're walking through a series of like tunnels here, not all of which appear to have been deliberately connected. Some of them have been like walls blasted through. There's a couple places where there's a lot of dust, but some of it has been fairly recently disturbed it seems like this network of tunnels is probably not official like he ducks underneath uh ducks through like a, a hole in one wall that's a little bit shorter than him and comes out on the other side and you're in another tunnel that's parallel to that one and so on clambers over some pipes does a shimmy you know like every modern video game now has a shimmy while you're loading the next area mm. you a couple of those shimmies yeah going through a tight space somehow yolo never has any dust on him though even after like scraping in between two very close set walls it's just like immaculate at all times uh so eventually the tunnel itself doesn't start leading up but like there are you are climbing up collections of old crates and boxes and stuff to a different level where there's a hole in a ceiling and you clamber up through it into another tunnel that's further up and uh you know, Yolo's leading the way and reaching down to help you up. He's got a, almost a, a skeletal limbs on his uh, robotic body now. Like they've got, it's very thin, almost a silver filigree that his body has. Very like whip thin that everything has on it, but uh, still strong construction. And of course that duster uh, flows over it very nicely along with the hat. Everything is like mm -hmm. a shiny chrome look on him right now. I think at some point, C, uh, not CD, CD is not there. CD is packing. Uh, Keva accidentally starts humming secret tunnel under her breath. So you eventually come up and you are, you, you get through a wall into an actual sewer that's actually being used as a sewer because you have reached the underside of the core. So the smell's bad, obviously, uh, because it's a sewer. Is it as bad as that other, like, stagnant water in season one? Or is it worse? Well, it's different, right? You know, it's like, it's a different bouquet, as it's it like, were. It's, it's like, sewage. It's poop as opposed to raw, uh, just stale, you know? Yeah, it's it's waste. I'll paint uh, you a word picture. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like poo-poo. <laughs> Poo-pourri, if you will. <laughs> We're adults. <laughs> Yolo passes out some nose clips and uh, he says, we won't be here long and uh, clambers along the ledge on the side of the uh, sewage system there and then clambers up a ladder. There's a uh, manhole at the top. He pushes it up a little bit and scans and then pushes it to the side and says, up we go. Emran will follow immediately. Just imagined that like if there's any part where Keva goes ahead of Maeve and then's like grows her hair out so that Maeve can Rapunzel up. <laughs> a little bit. Pulling a tangled. Yeah. Mother knows best. You find yourself in an alleyway, like a narrow street in between two buildings. And the immediate thing you'll notice is that, you know, once you once uh, YOLO closes the manhole cover behind you, the air here smells nice. There's a perfume of flowers and trees in the air and there's a breeze it's like the perfect temperature jacket weather and so there's these buildings on either side of you there's lights it looks like like a city like kind of like the cities that you probably remember seeing in that virtual reality situation that you were in more so than the cities you're used to on the habitat but still recognizable as a city there's like things that look like brick walls and vinyl siding on these buildings and street lights and streets. There's trees, some of which you can immediately tell are fake covers for power plants or something like that, and others of which seem to be real. There's grasses 
you hear the sound of birds and other animals in the air. Something flitters by. Ooh, so a Franken tree. I used to drive by one all the time when I would go to my friend's house back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, it was really ugly and did not look like a tree at all. <laughs> and I, which, I, which I don't understand is because there we have the technology to make good fake looking trees. Yeah. Like we had it back in the 60s when they built the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse in Disney. Yeah, but we just don't want to deploy it. Yeah. Mm. So what do the Sunbreaker kids think of this? Keva suddenly gets a craving for pizza. <laughs> in the back of our minds, we all remember Roger Conde. <laughs> <laughs> Emran just looks around. So this is how the other half lived. Half is extremely generous maybe half a percent oh okay so it's but yeah. weird seeing us again are there any dogs here a few yeah some of them are even real what about goats no goats why well they they were not considered by the people who constructed this battle station such as uh, myself and others to be domestic pets have you ever met a goat they're great uh, not in several centuries. Maybe we had a petting zoo when I was a child. Oh, okay. So you just don't understand. Okay. I, I get it now. I get it. I mean, they can be pets and they can produce things. It's like two in one. It sounds entirely too useful for these people. Ah, you're right. But we do need to be somewhat surreptitious. You blend in here more than you do in the rest of the station, but uh, it's a small town here in the core. People may know that you are not who you should be. So that reminds me. And Slip knocks on the seemingly solid wall of vinyl siding beside him. Or yellow. Yes, what did I say? You said Slip. slip. I'm sorry. Freudian I thinking, Slip. Hmm, I was thinking about all the fanfic. Uh, so <laughs> yellow knocks on the section of vinyl siding and it slides in and then aside. And uh, he walks in and gestures you after him. Emran will take up the, the vanguard. I'll bring up the rear. Uh, so inside, you are in a gigantic wardrobe. There's just clothing everywhere. And uh, Yolo says, it would be in your best interests to pick out something that'll blend in a little bit more. Do you have anything in, like, sunset orange? Yolo looks around and gestures. I believe that section of the wardrobe is organized by color. Amazing. And Emran <laughs> walks over. Oh, I could help you pick it out. Emran takes your hand and brings you over. <laughs> Um, yeah, so take a couple of minutes and decide how you want your characters to be dressed. Whatever clothes you want them to have are here. Oh. It can be fancy, it can be streetwear, it can be Final oh. Fantasy 15. <laughs> There's a lot oh. of zippers everywhere. Half pants, oh. half shorts, all attitude. No. I'll go full zippers <laughs> back to like early 2006 emo. Kind of a crop top, but one half goes down. <laughs> okay but wait a second yep is there a lot of plaid like in kingdom Just hearts 3? whatever you want it's here whatever you want no i think Maeve's gonna dress like like jessica rabbit oh my Ooh. lord sure like i'm like on vacation or just in a slip where else is she gonna find clothes like that <laughs> slinky red dress right too powerful yeah. wow i gosh exactly is it the glittery one or the the not glittery one I think glittery, because where, where else is she going to find glittery clothes? Course, yeah. The once in a lifetime. Oh, uh, let, let me think about this. This is hard. You should have told me beforehand, Arp. It ruined the surprise. I, I think I got it. Okay, go ahead. It's a short sleeve button up with a, a setting sun motif all across it. It's like a, a print over a dark blue. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got nice. like, they look like chinos are the pants. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, <laughs> Legally distinct Doc Martens. Oh. oh, sweet! And a ball cap. Are these the like uh, the the beige chinos or kind of brown mustard? I'm thinking beige. Beige. Okay. Now, does your snapback say Poppy or Big Chungus? <laughs> the the snapback is a series of Chinese characters that are completely gibberish when placed next to each other, because that's the sort of place this is. It makes sense to me. There would. The kids like try to read it, be like, that's yeah, not I mean, a word. <laughs> Emran is just oh, like, yeah. to translate it. this <laughs> sort of says trash can, but it also says river. 
<laughs> yeah, it's definitely not what the designers thought it meant. They thought it said power. But it yeah. actually says foul-smelling water. Mm. Like, I know you didn't say this, but I don't know. Just, my head keeps seeing suspenders, but I don't No, suspenders are obvious. <laughs> Emran and suspenders, are you kidding me? He's so cute. So wait a second. I That's just immediately, my first thought was you got the suspenders pulling up those chinos over the short sleeve print shirt with the snapback. So like male entrapta's outfit. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Mentrapta. I love it. Mentrapta. I love the Mentrapta. That's my <laughs> I'm not a technical genius, but I do mess up robots on the daily. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Someone get Noel on the horn. Oh, Entrapta. I could go on. I could go on about the, her. Let's go oh, on yes. about your outfit instead. <laughs> Segways. We're riding them through the plot. <laughs> I, I was still trying to figure this out. It's hard because I I think that Keva, I think there are a few ponchos, mm -hmm. but I don't think any of them are up to Keva's standards. Oh. Emerald would body lock you from the ponchos as hard as possible. <laughs> 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 Something new. Something new. What? It's like a, a sequence of Keva trying on different ponchos, and each time you're just like, mm -mm, no. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Give me some other type of rap. Like a... I, I want to go in a different direction. I think that people people stop Keva from going in that direction, but I'm, I'm just trying to figure it out. Because... She still needs to be comfortable, right? Yeah, but part of it is that she needs a textile thing, and literally what just popped into my head. So I mentioned Final Fantasy. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I like where this is going so far. Okay. All right. All right. Um, one of this is hard because I'm like <laughs> part of it's me one long zipper. <laughs> <laughs> the whole garment is this massive links. Oh well, one idea that popped into my head was Fang's outfit from 13, but okay. that that might be a little too because that is my favorite outfit of that entire game. But I don't want to uh, impose upon that. Well, she's she's wearing like a, a wrap, right? Uh, yes, it's sari-esque. Yeah. As one would say, let me pull up this picture again. Because as we, as we all know, I want to get the details right. So uh, Fang generally is wearing like a black... I don't want to say it's a bikini top, but under her wrap tube top. Yeah, no, it's not a tube top. It's more no. like a halter top. Yeah, well, it's it almost looks like a black sports bra, but not a bra. If you get what I mean, it's bigger. And then the wrap slash sari is slung around, and that's kind of just her skirt as well. Mm -hmm. But we're going to it's okay. So imagine that this is a mashup between that outfit and Yuna's outfit in Ten Two. Which one of Yuna's outfits in Ten Two? Oh yeah, you're right. I mean the main outfit. The, okay. Well, okay. So the one we, with the half skirt. Yes. Well, both of the the songstress outfit also has like that flowing down the side thing. Right. Sorry, I was obsessed with the songstress out those two outfits uh, many moons ago. But so Keva's outfit is definitely more on on one side. We've got that flowing half skirt kind of half thing coming down the side of a top which is actually pink and she's <laughs> she's wearing uh and that kind of blends into becoming a skirt as well okay and like fang it's kind of like it stops at calf on one side and goes all the way down to the ankle on the other okay yeah and uh yeah it's definitely the most revealing outfit anyone has ever seen Keva in because you can actually see half of her stomach. Goodness. <laughs> Sun's out, thumbs out. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we have this montage of you trying out different outfits and all of you eventually settling on the outfits you've described. Uh, Yolo remains in the same thing that he was already wearing. I'll try to do a sketch of it for everyone. Excellent. On the thing, just because I, I want to try to figure this. I got the pieces together in my mind. I just, but now I need to draw it out. I believe in you. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to do a flashback to a moment. Um, before Mandukai left Keva, she asked if she could borrow your drones. Oh, of course. Okay. So you're all in these, in these, in these outfits and Yolo leads you through the building into uh, another room. And you can see that this is a, a house of some sort, but it doesn't seem that it 
you don't hear anyone here at the moment aside from the four of you, including Yolo. And Yolo says, no, we will need to make our way through the city in just a moment. But first, uh, he looks at something on his communicator, then nods and says, all right. You know, our companion from the surface has completed her mission. And he goes to open a different hidden panel and uh, Mandukai is there. And Mandukai is also wearing a fancy outfit. So she is wearing, uh, it is a, it's a green dress that looks like it is made out of not the whole thing, but it looks like it's got this huge train that uh, goes behind her. And the train looks almost like a plush comforter, like it's got rings of sewn fabric. And then the edges of it are these ruffles. And there's also these feathery caps on her sleeve and like a bodice that's, uh, you know, low cut, but tastefully so. And, uh, you know, the rest of the outfit hugs and then there's it, it flares out into this train that sort of surrounds the base of it and this is all in different shades of green and emerald and so on the sleeves go down to uh the wrists and there is uh her headscarf has been incorporated into the dress so it's like you see just her face and her hands and the rest of her is covered in this green almost like a velour fabric and this train would be a very awkward thing to wear but the train is being held up by some of keva's drones which are uh-huh. keeping the train up off the ground and floating around her oh my I love god it. that's Popular. amazing at first i was imagining it as the woman's dress in the arno fellini portrait which is the merchant and his wife the wife is in this amazingly opulent green dress for the period it's like a lincoln green i imagine it was a a little bit like that with the train and just the voluminousness but also probably more spectacular it's a it you know it's got some uh some gems on it as well like sparkles and stuff her headscarf is uh encrusted with not jewels but like these shards of uh you know of glass and stuff that that sparkle and uh i mean frankly the effect of the pattern on it is is a little bit shall we say, Yonic. This is the type of thing that Mandukai is currently wearing. And uh, she's also got, you know, her beard. She's got the uh, the gems in it, in the five points of it, have also been switched to sparkly green emeralds here for this. Oh, so Emerald City Mandukai. Hmm. Uh, she looks at the three of you and she has a, a big smile on her face and she says, well, don't you look delightful? Says Keva, daring. Y- yeah, I... Emran wouldn't let me wear a poncho, so yeah. Well, you're certainly making it work. Maeve, I love what you're doing there. Those gloves. And she pats Emran on the shoulder and says, and you look nice too. (laughs) Emran blows hot steam out of his eyes. (laughs) A couple of the other drones behind her are carrying a box that looks like it's made of cardboard and it's tied up with, uh, with a ribbon that's in orange. And she says, for me, you shouldn't have. Well, I didn't. But come along anyway. And she sweeps <laughs> back out through the door. Curve after curve, bro. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's like a windy road. Uh, with the drones after, you can see Yolo sort of chuckling into his hat, which he's taken off, holding in front Ooh. of his face. Uh, so she leads you out into the streets, and there is a parade happening here in the core. And it is pretty loud. Like, there's a lot of noise going on. People are doing tricks. You know, you can see that a lot of the people who are doing the tricks are in, in cyborg or robotic bodies. You know, the, the people who actually live here in the core wouldn't lower themselves to putting on entertainment like this, you know, maybe in a movie, but not just out on the street. But it's a loud, raucous parade, you know, full of elements that don't rightly belong to the people who live here, but which they are gleefully appropriating as they do all things. There's great music playing and There are the smells of food floating out from a central plaza. And she says, I will need to make our way through here. I'm sure your outfits will help us to blend in. But she uh, tosses a wink over her shoulder. You might need to try to be a little bit elegant. Uh, She goes to make her way through this large crowd of people partying and uh, having a parade. And of course, she makes it look effortless. But it will take a bit of a challenge for the three of you to make your way through here. So we're actually going to. Roll some dice. Uh-oh. Ooh. 
<laughs> oh, Where's no. Hal when you need him? <laughs> so how do you want to make your way through the crowd? Emron looks for the path of least resistance. <laughs> Are you going to study for that? or? Yeah, I'm going to just take a gander really quick. Do you want this to be a setup action? I don't. It's a, you know, a setup action can increase the effect of the people who roll taking advantage of your setup. Let's do it. Okay. So you're currently in a controlled situation, and this is going to be standard effect at the moment because, you know, you're looking through, you've got advantages in how you see things compared to what other other people would. So you can cut out a lot of the distractions that uh, Keva and Maeve wouldn't be able to ignore as, as readily. Is everyone wearing sunglasses? I think that's what the, the that's why I grabbed the ball cap. Mm. A five. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Noise. Okay, good. So you've got a five. The parade explodes. <laughs> well, I mean, it's controlled. So, you know, consequences when you're controlled aren't that bad. So people can get plus one effect or improved position. Any team members who follow through on your maneuver get plus one effect or improved position from your setup action. So five, either you hesitate, withdraw and try a different approach or else you do it with a minor consequence. Which would you prefer? Oh, that's complicated. I want a consequence. Okay. So I'm going to say... I don't want to switch your position just yet. Okay. While you are scanning to find your way through this crowd and looking around and trying to, you know, discover and locate the best way through, uh, you're getting jostled a lot. And one of the people who jostles you is carrying a very pungent food that Emrin has never smelled before. And the smell of that food is so enchanting that you take the level one harm distracted. Huh. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> what this food is. Well, something they wouldn't have on the on the habitat. Yeah, I'll just mm. resist that. Okay, so that would be a resistance with resolve. French macaroons. Ah, uh, yes, my best. Okay, that's three stress. So three stress <laughs> to resist being distracted. Uh, so you do find a potential path. My God, <laughs> a potential path through. So good. <laughs> I mean, that smell. We know it's not pizza, though. It could be, but it could be a pizza of a sort oh. that, you know, Roger Candy would never yeah. even dream of. Maybe it's got pineapple <laughs> on there. That was Roger's favorite. I was about <laughs> to say duck. Could be. Oh, it's just the most bougie pie possible. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like you don't have beef on the uh, on the station, on the oh. habitat. So it might be something like that. I don't know if Emron would be into that or not. It's just a huge cheeseburger. Maybe it's a cheeseburger. Lordy. It's two pizzas with beef in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What sort of Ninja Turtles <laughs> things are we dreaming up here? I'm sure it exists. Oh, yeah, I, I know it exists. This is America. I'm going to quickly Google burger with two pizzas. Yep. Pizza inside a burger inside a pizza on YouTube. First yep. result. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I didn't even have to look that up. Healthy junk food? No, come on. Because that's where I'm at. This is the world I live in. I watched <laughs> Man vs. Food growing up. I know this exists. Uh, the Burgerita. A huge bacon cheeseburger between two pizzas. I'm going to die just thinking mm. about this. <laughs> I think my heart is failing. Is there a flavor town in this universe? <laughs> oh, please. Of course, flavor town exists in this universe. Yeah. Yeah, Guy Fieri's on the station. No, Guy Fieri would not be on this station. No, Guy Fieri is part of the Surface, surface Liberation Front. <laughs> no. Guy, Guy Fieri was, is, is too good to have even set foot on this thing in the first place. It's true. He's probably dead. No, yeah. you never know. People live uh -huh. a long time these days. I mean, listen, if we're going to preserve anybody, Guy Fieri's up there. <laughs> That's the one guy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the mistake was just that people stopped being fans of Guy Fieri. That was mm, it. Mm. When they thought him, they were just like, who, who are you? He's like, no, Flavor Town. I'm crazy. <laughs> and he wasn't in any way zany or weird anymore, considering what people <laughs> looked like when he was thought. <laughs> like, you still like to, like, help people, right? And they're like, no. And he's like, oh, put me back. <laughs> saw me when the universe is reading its heat death. <laughs> okay, so probably a group action to get through here. Sure. What kind of path have you found, Emron? That would determine the type of action we'll need to roll. There was, there's a lull between two of the floats. And like a few people are taking the opportunity to cross over to like, oh, we're done at this restaurant. Let's go over to this restaurant. And 
just people are crossing the street uh, while the the next series of floats are and performances are coming around the corner, and we're just going to you know join the traffic and try to follow Endicai as best as possible. As is this like one of the NYC like mass migrations? Traffic be damned. <laughs> oh yeah, like this is happening. Who cares how many cars are here? Yeah, yeah. the group of people that you uh, merge in with are all talking loudly and very clearly uh yeah inebriated in various ways and uh being just loud obnoxious people uh, at a parade and yeah you you try to slip in there so would you say that this was consort or sway or is this a scramble thing that you're doing i'm huh could any of us lead this action yeah any of you can lead it i mean i was thinking of command, command. you want to order people out of the way it's kind of yeah. like mandakai and Maeve like strike poses and kind of like move so it's like oh these women are on a mission let them through I'd allow command but with limited effects because that would risk drawing attention to you and also these people are like super drunk and high extremely entitled consort it is ah yes Manhattan I'd say consort would be standard scramble or command would be limited sway could also be standard what about a tune? It's not, no. Just turn, turn everyone off. No effects. What about scrap? Just kind of <laughs> shove our way through. If you want to start, start a fight. You want to start a mosh pit? You can start a mosh pit. Episode one, somebody's going to go down on the red. If that's what you all want to do. I mean, I am here to facilitate the experience you want. I am a huge advocate for consorting with these people. Low, but the action pains me. I don't have much in the way of consort or sway so let's do it all zeros double sixes baby crits i have consort you're only, leading it yeah <laughs> only one of you it. needs to succeed yeah so you're, Kevo, about, you're about to take dummy stress <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to imagine though Kevin's not very does not have the best social graces here um consort can just be ingratiating yourself into a space or infiltrating into a space in a social way okay fading into the background can be a consort Keva is doing her best to help everyone zigzag through the crowd. Okay, so let's all, you're still in a control position, standard effects, consort. Hey. Okay, so. Check out that two, two though. Four. Right. So the, the highest is a four, but there's only one failure. So you take one stress, Keva, uh, as you are helping to sort of zigzag. I think, Maeve, you're maybe not used to wearing this kind of dress. And so you find the way that it restricts your movement a little bit off-putting. And maybe you take a step wrong and Keva has to like grab your... No, not grab you. Uh, Keva has to... No, Keva does not grab. Find a way to sort of steady you so that you don't fall or demonstrate to you, oh, you've got to step this way. Because Keva, you're more used to wearing, uh, I guess, because you, you're used to wearing like ponchos and wraps and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you might be more used to having your legs restricted in a way that Maeve with her voluminous ball gown is not. Yeah, Keva also knows more about not just kind of moving through a crowd. I Well, Velvet, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine Keva is much more used to being just in the background than Maeve is. Maeve is... Yeah, I think for better or worse, Maeve is usually given a wide berth. Yeah. And I think like in addition to like helping to steady her, like if any drunk bumps into Maeve, she like shoves them back hard. So you have to keep her from starting to <laughs> Yeah, <monster>. exactly. <laughs> Washpit is inside us already. <laughs> Maeve has big, like, New York energy. Like, she's walking here. <laughs> uh, I think some of this pushing and shoving is going to, as, as a consequence here, move the three of you into a risky position from control to risky. That's where we thrive, Matt. We love a risky standard. <laughs> as people start to, like, grumble and shoot looks at you as you are shoving your way through the crowd. It, it started off so well. But uh, you are pretty much through. You've gotten past. You can see Mandukai's train disappearing around a corner. And you follow along there. And you see that Mandukai is opening up a, a door, like a door to a cellar, like an outside door to a cellar. What are those called? Yeah. Cellar door. I guess it's just a cellar door. For a second there, I thought you were going to say champagne bottle. <laughs> uh, she opens up a, uh, a cellar door in uh, the backyard of a, of a building on the other side of the plaza here. And gestures the four of you down. They can drink legally in most of the world, just not the U.S., because the U.S. is stupid. <laughs> so in this cellar, you make your way down. Uh, who's going first? Emmys. Okay. So I don't know if you can tell that it's dark, but it's dark down here. The lights are off, but you can sense 
that there are people here in this room. It's a large space, an open space, but you can sense that there are people here. Behind you, Mandakai enters the stairwell. The drones bring her train, and then she closes the cellar door behind her. For Maeve and Keva, you are now in darkness, aside from the faint light of the LEDs on the drones. Ah, uh, Keva's like, oh, it's, it's dark in here. That's not good. Oh, is it? Mandakai said. How odd. Perhaps once we get to the bottom, there'll be some type of motion detector. Mandika, do you know where we're going? Of course I know where we're going, dear. Can someone tell us where we're going now? <laughs> well, you know, I think if you make your way to the bottom of the stairs, things will become clear. I don't like surprises. Keva is like this close to like attaching a brain probe to either Mandakai or Yolo to see if they're <laughs> lying. And by this close, I'm gesturing for everyone. It's a it's about an a inch. I appreciate the visual. Yeah. Emran, you're in the lead. I, on the other hand, love surprises. Hmm. I'm going to ditch my heels and clutch them in each hand in case I have to start swinging. You are ready to fight. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to forge forward, Emran? Into the uh, wild basement yonder. Into the unknown. Into the unknown. I'm going to tame a seahorse. <laughs> As you step onto the flat floor of this wide open space, all the lights come on and there's the sound of a sound you haven't quite heard before. It almost sounds like a quiet duck. And you see what? You know, like a kind of sound. <laughs> I just wanted you to make the notes. <laughs> and these lights ovoid things start falling from the ceiling and bouncing off the walls and there is a big sign across the back of the room and a number of people come out and they all shout surprise happy birthday <laughs> yes in the front yes! you see chains and coriander spear point and other members of the surface liberation front there are people that you recognize from some of your missions that you've worked with before here are here. And there's a big table in the middle. And on the big table, there are a bunch of things, different types of food there, cheeses of various sorts. Keva, you'd recognize there are cheeses from the surface, some that you probably haven't seen for some time. In fact, a lot of food that has made its way up here from the surface presumably through the usual means of how food gets here, uh, but it hasn't been altered or changed in any way. This is the genuine food you would recognize from your home. There's a big banner that says happy birthday across the back wall and the balloons that are floating around all say numbers of two and zero because your characters have just turned 20 years old. Oh my gosh, it's every, it's, it's the birthday? Mandukai laughs and says yes it's your birthday it's your i thought maybe you would be a little bit off in your counting because of all the time you spent in stasis but i checked with the express it is indeed your decanting day but isn't it also everyone's decanting day well they go in waves it's not oh, everyone okay. on the same day every year okay it's the birthday for you three keva looks at the balloons that say two and zero and this time she doesn't cry well that's good yeah i think people start coming in and like presenting you with various gifts and and things like that you know different clothes and things like this came from the surface i smuggled it out of human resources or this came from you know uh, i stole this from the collection of somebody in the core and it's Ooh. things that you would recognize things that come from your past from your culture from your people and these people here from the service liberation front in their efforts to try and make you feel more welcome and to alleviate some of the horrors you've been living through are doing their best. And maybe it's not that great, but it's what they've managed to do. Um, so I guess the other CD and slip, did they like come ahead of us? Oh, they're still back. Oh, they're still back there. CD and slip and Augustus are still with the probable cause. Okay, so they specifically didn't tell CD that this was a surprise birthday party for the kids. No, I don't think. But, uh, you know, CD maybe will have will have sent something if you want them to have done so. Yeah, I do. Uh, now, now I just need to think of what it is. <laughs> How are Maven and Emran handling the surprise? Em Emran's just unwalling people. Like, entirely fair. Congratulations. Like, thank you. Thank you. Like, people who know him fairly well is... is uh, what was that, Les? Yeah, you cut out. Mike? Mike? Uh-oh. Oh, spaghetti. Oh. 
No, they said that they were back. Okay. Yeah, they had come back. Oh, well. We'll wait until they're back on the call. Something may have. Yeah. So what's Maeve up to? I think Maeve is having a similar reaction. I think she's being, uh, you know, as, as polite as she can be uh, when people go up to her. But I think she's still like, like the birthday hadn't even crossed her mind. And she feels so much older than 20 at this point. <laughs> how many lifetimes does Maeve have stashed away now? Uh, how do you measure bug years? <laughs> Okay, so Mike, what was it that uh, Emron was saying? Obvious to anyone who knows him, it's obvious. Oh, uh, to anyone that knows him, it's obvious that Emron is nonplussed. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Mandukai comes over to you after the people have decided that swarming around you is probably not a good idea, and their you know robot and cyborg bodies scuttle back away from you, and they start talking amongst themselves. Uh, Mandukai comes over and says, now I know this isn't your scene, but it is a pit stop on the way to something I think you'll find a little bit more interesting. Kevo, with a mouthful of cheese, is like, what? Mandukai smiles and taps her nose, and the drones that are carrying the big box float over, and she says, you know, it wouldn't hurt too much to take at least a moment to relax while we're here. What we're going to do next is probably best done on a full stomach. And she gestures and the drone set down the box, which she opens up. And there is an elaborate cake in there that is done up in tiers to look like your hometown, which is a big round cake, you know, so it's got several tiers from the outer side all the way up to the spire in the middle. And she says, I don't know about you, but I'm going to have a piece. Is it cheesecake? Mandakai says, I don't know anything about baking, dear. She cuts it open and... It looks like, yes, it is cheesecake. At least some of the layers are. There's cheesecake, there's different kinds of cake in there. She hands out slices to each of you on a plate and says, I've gotten some word from the surface as well. Oh, yeah, it would be everyone else's birthday, you know. Well, at least from your group. Not everyone gets decanted at once. There wouldn't be nearly enough containers. Can you imagine the mess? Oh, yeah, I I know, but I meant going in and day. Yes, that's one of the things. And she holds up a, uh, one of the devices that a lot of people here carry around like the smartphone type thing and there's a message in there from zonin saying just check what wrote happy birthday keva emran and mave wish i could be there but i have to escort these cool aliens back to the fleet message from zonin he he always wanted to meet aliens and it's something new that other people really haven't done before i guess not for some time he's probably pretty happy about that he seems thrilled uh so Mandukai cuts away more of the cake and gets to the center layer of it. And the center layer of it isn't cake at all. In fact, the center layer of it... Someone pops out? Nobody pops out of the cake. It's not that big. (laughs) It's Babu Frick. I'm ending up giving Keva a zipper on this outfit. Of course. In the center of this cake is a uh, series of devices that you will probably recognize as high-powered explosives. Wow, a cake and presents all at once? I hope someone wasn't trying to knock us off. She chuckles. Not you. But we do have a unique opportunity here today. Now, I know that this party is, shall we say, a little clumsy. They're trying their best, but they can't really understand what they're doing. I'm trying to appreciate the effort, but it is not my scene much either. She smiles. But this, well... We've discovered something pretty interesting that we can do with these around here. Interested? 